Monday morning, Tiverton Falls. To the outside world, every town USA, perhaps. The first sign you see as you enter Tiverton Falls reads population 4,671, but don't let that fool you. Or the Google Earth satellite image, which shows a tree-lined bucolic wonderland. Because every once in a while, the poorly manicured claws of inevitability rise up and scrape the shiny veneer off of the shanty demonville and give rise to a bubbling underbelly of deviants and ne'er-do-wells, and when that happens, I'll be here and I'll be ready. You see, my name is Banyan, and I'm a cop, and this is my city. Technically, I think it's a town. Ranch Road Radio presents... Banyan! Today's episode, Jump Clowny, Jump. Six fifty-eight a.m. I walked through the glass doors of the new seventy-five million dollar police administration building. It was time for my first cup of joe. Coffee is the lifeblood of any cup with his salt, and I like mine black and hard. But when I walked into the break room that morning, I caught a whiff of sunshine and dandelions. Then I saw my partner, Junior Officer Toby Gunderson. I knew it was going to be a long day. Good morning, Mary Sunshine. What the hell was that? That bile brown liquid? In the coffee pot? It was coffee. What do you think it is? You made that. Didn't you, Gunderson? Yes, like I do every day. I should have known. That's not coffee. Your effete sibilance and that flavored Euro crap are like kryptonite to me. Sorry. (laughs) It's Mocha Raspberry Delight. I thought it might be nice for a change. It's still coffee. It's not coffee. Coffee is 1 a.m. in a rundown diner. A once youthful waitress who lost her looks to the right crosses and uppercuts life has thrown at her meanders over. She gives me that look. She knows her way around the maypole and wouldn't mind dancing around mine. Then she slides me a cup of black sludge and I realize that Johnny Caffeine is the only lover I need tonight. That, my friend, is coffee. Well, I'm sorry, but they don't carry skank waitress coffee beans at Trader Joe's. Did you ask? Of course not. Next time, ask. Tell them it's for me. Right, you're telling me Flavored that Flavored coffee oh. is like watching my great Grammy Banyan shop at Victoria's Secret. What? Deep down, you know it just ain't right. Your great Grammy Banyan? Look, I come walking through that front door and I'm feeling sharp. Ready for anything this cesspool of a city can throw at me. Then I take a sip of your mommy juice and it all falls apart. I feel squishy, unsure. I've said it before and I'll say it again and I want it written on my tombstone. This is what happens when you let a pansy make the coffee. That is it. What the devil is going on in here? Chief. Someone, and I won't say who, but I will point at him, Bing, called me a pansy. Banyan! Uh, How many times must I remind you of the memo from the city of I know, office? I know. The memo. Yeah, that's right, the memo. It's part of our department's policy of don't ask, don't tell, don't insinuate, don't even look at each other. 
The city attorney has issued a list of 423 words you cannot use when referring to other employees of this department and or their uh, proclivities. Excuse me? I have proclivities? Oh, you got proclivities, pal. With a capital P and a capital Q. And we both know what that means. No, no, I don't think anyone knows what that means. Look, Banyan, I'm not any happier than you. We've got a Jimmy Joe Juniper jiggity-jigging all over the office. But rules are rules, man. I don't need the aggravation. Did you just call me a Jimmy Joe Juniper? Yes, I did. Because it's not on the list. Well, I'm calling HR and I'm having it added. Damn. All right, all right, all right. Are we going to stand here all day yanking each other's jackhammers? I didn't spend an hour and a half this morning shining my badge just so I could... Oh, what now? The special 911 line! Gunderson, quick! Pick it up! You mean the 911 line? I don't have time for your new age semantics! Just answer the damn phone! Why? Why always me? Why don't you ever make Captain America answer the phone? I don't answer the phone. I need both hands free at all times. What? But I'm the chief! I go for Pete's sake! Hello? What? 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 Where? What? What is it, Chief? The Brickle Building downtown. Yes. On the roof. There's a clown. And he's threatening to jump. Good God. A suicidal clown? Another one? Yes. Gunderson, bring my car around. There won't be any dead clowns on my watch. Not another one. When I first joined the force, my partner told me, Don't waste your time on the clowns, kid. They always jump. It's true. For some reason, Tiverton Falls has the highest rate of clown suicides per capita in the world. Last year, we passed Latvia for number one. Why? Who knows? Society. Maybe. We even had a clown suicide negotiator on staff until he killed himself last year. But I couldn't worry about that now. Gunderson and I jumped into my 2004 Acura 3.5 RL and sped downtown. There's no time to lose. There's nothing as sad as a dead clown. Oh, I can think of like a hundred things more sad than a dead clown. Name one. My Uncle Don in his new yoga pants. What? Oh. My. God. We had a clown at my 10th birthday party. It was a disaster. His name was Balls, the erotic clown. He didn't make balloon animals, he made balloon male genitalia. You know, ding-dongs and wienerinos. Don't know what Mama was thinking when she hired him. Here we are! The Brickle Building! Thank... God. arrived at the Brickle Building. Gunderson and I waded through the throngs of gawkers and rubberneckers rooting for another clown to hit the pavement. 
Surprisingly, the chief was waiting for us. Chief? How the hell did you get here so fast? I, uh, I took the police helicopter. Helicopter? What helicopter? I've been meaning to tell you, but then you'd want to take it everywhere, and I'd never get another turn. You know, it's always been a dream of mine to have a helicopter. I know, I know, but... Does it have a machine gun? No. No machine gun? What the hell kind of helicopter doesn't have a machine gun? Look, Batman, can we have this discussion later? Let's solve the clown situation first. All right. The hell are all these people doing here anyway? You think they'd never seen a clown threatening to commit suicide before? Well, ever since they canceled the 4th of July parade, these clown suicides are one of the few times the town gets together. Good for the local economy, anyway. <laughs> My son-in-law makes these dead clown capital of the world t-shirts. He does pretty good. So what's the current situation? Well, he and my daughter have had their problems, but they're working things. I meant with the clown. The clown? Yeah, the clown. The one on the roof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried talking to him through this bullhorn, but no luck. He won't listen? Oh, batteries again. Damn budget cuts. Pencil-pushing hypocrites in their shiny J.C. Penny suits. Makes me sick. Actually, now that I think about it, I took the batteries out of the bullhorn to use in the remote control for the TV in my office. I'm the chief of police, damn it. I shouldn't have to walk across a room to turn the sound down on that damn Pat Sajak. Do we know anything about him? Who? Pat Sajak? The clown. Well, according to some of the folks here in the crowd, his name is Eddie Fontaine. Just got fired from his job at a tank-and-go gas station and convenience store, and so he's been working birthday parties to make ends meet. Goes by the name of Clowny the Clown. Clowny the Clown? I read an article in the Huffington Post that said all the good clown names are taken. Apparently he was entertaining these kids over here when he snapped. This little girl is Annabelle. It's her birthday. Hello, Annabelle. Mr. Policeman, why is Crowning on the roof? He wanted to be up high so all the people could see him. Easy, Banyan. I sure hope he doesn't fall and get hurt. Don't worry, Annabelle. I'll see to it that he doesn't. Is your mommy here? Yes, hi. I'm Jen Parsons, Annabelle's mom. I can't believe this is happening. Well, maybe next time you're planning a party, you'll think twice before hiring a clown in a city that has the highest rate of clown suicides in the world. We just moved here from Kenosha, Wisconsin. I had no idea. Well, now you do, Mrs. Parsons. Now you do. I've told those bozos at the convention bureau that they should mention the clown situation on the... Welcome to Tiverton Falls sign when you drive into town. Just get me a grappling hook and 20 stories of rope. I'll grab this sorry clown bastard and carry him down myself. You, uh, you know the elevator works. Taking the elevator don't get you front page above the fold on the Tiverton Falls Post Press Gazette Independent Morning Print Edition. What about the afternoon online edition? I told you, you can't throw words inside a magic box and call it a newspaper. That's just nonsense. It, uh... Here's 20 stories. I can do 20 stories in my sleep. I have no doubt you can. But uh, I sold the grappling hook to pay for the bull. All right. 
But I want the newspaper story to say that I wanted to climb the building, but my efforts were thwarted by the chief. Okay, fine. That's one of those words that sounds weird the more and more you say it. Thwart. 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 and I headed inside. At 20 stories, the Brickle Building was the tallest structure in Tiverton Falls, and as such, the launching spot of choice for the area's suicidal clowns. Come on, come on! Why does the highest floor always have to be on top? I'm with you. Not a fan of elevators. Once when I was a kid, I was on the elevator with my Aunt Mildred, and her umbrella accidentally opened and poked my cornea. Your what? My cornea. You mean your cornea? I had to wear an eye patch for three weeks. Finally. Thank God. Both corneas intact. We had reached the 20th floor. There was a door down the hallway that led to the staircase to the access door for the roof. We'd been through this drill many times before, but usually by the time we got to the roof, the clown had already jumped. This time, I had a plan. Listen, if he hasn't jumped yet, I'll talk to him for a bit, calm him down. Then I'll try and confuse him. You look for an opening, and then shoot him in the leg. Okay, why do you want me to shoot him in the leg? Because then he can't jump. I could jump off a building with one leg. But then again, I have had damn... <laughs> and ballet. Look, Sassafras. A well-placed 32 caliber bullet in the thigh region will drop a suicidal clown on impact. Didn't they teach you anything at the academy? You know, they might have covered that the week I had mono. There was this guy, Greg, and he was like, Hey, Gandhi, can I have a sip of your water? And I was like, okay. Look, when I shout now... You shoot him in the leg. Okay. Right leg or left leg? I don't care which leg you shoot him in. Just shoot him in the leg. Fine. But I don't want to be in hot water on social media because I shot a clown in the politically incorrect leg. All right. I'm going to open the door now. Look. There he is. Oh my god. That's like the ugliest clown outfit I've ever seen. I'd be on the roof if I had to wear that. Hey! Fella! You stay back, cop. I swear to God, I'll, I'll jump. Take it easy. I'm a friend. I'm here to help. I don't want your help. Psst! Over here! Chief? So, Eddie. You, uh, you got a name? What? He's confusing him. It's confusing me, too. That's how we know everything's going our way. Everyone's confused. Well, that's the plan. He confuses him, and then I shoot him in the leg. Which leg? I don't know. I asked that question myself, and it was not clarified. Well, uh, make a note of that in the report, in case this breaks badly. Oh, I'm writing everything down on this one. I'm not actually writing it down. Just clicking save in my noggin. 
you know it costs twice as much for the Department of Public Works to scrape a clown carcass off the sidewalk as it does an adult male polar bear? Oh yeah, the polar bear. That funeral was so sad. I couldn't believe they went with an open carriage. Uh, the, the clown is talking. You don't understand. I graduated online college. It was promised a great job in the exciting new world of high-tech. And then the only thing I could get was an overnight shift at his stinking gas station. So I've had to work part-time as a clown. Lousy clown. There's nothing wrong with being a clown, Eddie. The world needs to laugh. I had other plans for my life. Oh, you had plans for your life. How do you think I feel? I should be in the shadows of Afghanistan or Moscow. A top spy with a license to kill. But instead, I'm on a roof, potting up with a Kenny Kickstand and dealing with nutjob clowns. Kenny Kickstand? That's going on the list. And now, now, I'm sure he means it in the nicest way possible. Who do you think you're fooling, Eddie? Sure, you got your fancy degree, but so what? The world needs real clowns. Top guns who never take the makeup off. Weekend clowns like you are a dime a dozen. Walking around in your low-rent apartment, your iPod all jacked up on Kid Rock and Fitty Scent. Then on weekends, you go strutting around the neighborhood with your baggy pants and your big red nose, thinking the rules don't apply to you. And how do you thank the good taxpayers of this city who make your cheap clown lifestyle possible? By threatening to smear your carcass all over the sidewalk. Well, I won't have it, you two-bit bozo wannabe. Not on my watch. Oh, man, you're crazier than me. You bet I am. Now, Gunderson! Well, he won't be jumping today. Chuck one up for the good guys. Well, he won't be walking for a while, either. Did you really need to shoot him in both legs? I just wanted to be sure. Besides... Sometimes I start pulling a trigger and I just can't stop. Well, at least he's not on the sidewalk. His painted head all contorted and cracked in two. His gruesome, bloodied face staring up at little Annabelle. The basis for every nightmare she'll have from now until the day I have to talk her off a roof. If you'd rather have that, let me know and I'll pick up this hopeless shell of a clown over my head and throw him to the street myself. All right, all right. You don't need to be so dramatic. Not bad, Gunderson. You know, for a Francine fender waste, you're not a half-bad cop. Well, Francine is offensive, but fender waste almost has a kind of rock star quality to it. Baby steps, Toby. OMG, he just called me Toby. I heard! But if you say OMG again, I'll rip your voice box out. All right. So, what do we do now? Do? About what? On the clown? We've never successfully stopped a suicide. Huh. What about Dr. Finch? Yes, of course. Finch. Finch? That nutty coroner? What's he gonna do? Stop making him sound so Jerry Lewis. He's a fully licensed psycho something or another. He's odd. He has pictures of lactating zebras on his Pinterest page. Who doesn't? You look! I'm going to assume this clown has no money or insurance. So if we go the traditional route of hospital, psychiatric care, ward, treatment, it's going to cost the town a fortune. Then the next time I go before the finance committee and ask for money for new pencils, they'll throw it my face. So, it's settled then. 
are you guys taking me to the, to the hospital? Oh no, Eddie. Somewhere much, much better. Since the Tiverton Falls Police Department doesn't have a crime scene investigator or coroner on staff, we contract that workout to a Dr. Oscar Finch. He's a brilliant man whose experimental work has made him an outsider to the rest of the scientific community. He used to have a laboratory in a castle near the cliffs, but it was foreclosed on recently. Now he works out of a small space in a strip mall next to a Jimmy John's. I feel guilty about doing this. Feel guilty about what? Oh, I don't know. Sedating an injured suicidal clown, tying him to a wheelchair, and bringing him here? You got a better idea? Seriously? May I ask who's here? Ah, Dr. Finch. Mm. A pleasure as always. Detective Banyan, good to see you. And what do we have? Here. Doctor, I'd like you to meet Eddie Fontaine, the, uh, clown we phoned you about. Eddie, may I introduce you to the world-famous Dr. Oscar Finch? Well, I don't know about the world. Although I am president of the West Side Small Businessmen's Association. A small honor, but not without its perks. These Jimmy John's coupons, for example, buy two. Get one free. What the hell is this place? Welcome, Eddie. This is my laboratory. Used to be a Curves weight loss clinic, but they lost their lease. So, I got a good deal. Uh, Ain't I supposed to see a judge or or something? What do you think this is, TV? You spend a few weeks in a cushy, state-run psych ward? Probably meet some attractive counselor? Your eyes meet... And there's a sexual undercurrent that you both know you can never, ever act on. Actually, I would prefer that. And within a few weeks, you'll be back on another ledge, wasting everyone's time. Relax, Eddie. All we do here is utilize standard behavior modification techniques. You'll leave here a new... man. Um, can I call my lawyer? Oh, (laughs) Don't let all the dental equipment intimidate you. I prefer to work on my own teeth. I'm fairly certain I came from the Jimmy Johns. This place gives me the goosebumps. You know, like when your uncle gently slides his finger along your forearm and your instincts are telling you to run? But you get in the station wagon and go to the zoo anyway. Trust me, Eddie. I know Dr. Finch. He can help you. Sure, some of his methods are questionable, but damn it, man, they work. All right, Gunderson, let's get the hell out of here. You guys ain't gonna leave me here. Hey! Come on! I I was only joking. Silence.
Six weeks later, we were invited over to the Tank and Go gas station and convenience store, where Eddie had been given his old job back. After intense therapy, Eddie was ready to go back to work with a healthy new attitude and outlook on life. Gunderson and I, along with the Chief and Dr. Finch, were met by Tank and Go General Manager Ray Darable. You know, you cops are all right. Looks like you've done a good job taking all the spunk out of him. Always complaining about one thing or another, about his dot-com this or computer that. I don't know how you did it. Have you ever seen the film A Clockwork Orange? Why, no, I haven't. Is that... Uh, let's just say the good doctor knows how to get results and leave it at that. Still, I kind of feel bad for him. Sitting there slumped in his wheelchair. That blank expression on his face. <laughs> oh, don't worry about him, none. He's going to be spending eight hours a night behind bulletproof glass selling Red Bull and cigarettes to truckers and the night people. I don't need him to be Jerry Vale back there. Well, the most important thing is he's dropped his lawsuit against the city. Oh, that's me. It's the mayor. I better take this. Oh, hand here. Yes? Yes, sir. They did? Oh, well, that's great news. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling. That was the mayor. He says he just heard there were two more clown suicides in Latvia. And that, combined with our clown suicide prevention, means Tiverton Falls is no longer the clown suicide capital of the world. Suck it, Latvia. Who wants to go to Jimmy John's? I've got coupons. <laughs> There aren't too many days in this rat hole of a town that I can go home, stand in front of the mirror, slip off my boxer briefs and think, mission accomplished. But today was one of those days. Game, set, match, Banyan. Banyan is written by Owen Dunn and performed by the Ranch Road Players. For more information and previews of upcoming episodes, visit ranchroadradio.com.